You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! What up, Mitch? Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! Hey, Mitch! All right, on today's episode of Hey Mitch, I have Drew from the Real Feels podcast where they talk about movies just like I like to talk about movies. So it's awesome that we get to talk together. How are you doing, Drew? I'm doing quite well in this, in this lovely uh, quarantine time of ours. You know, it, it, it's funny <laughs> that uh, I think I've done either I was on someone else's podcast or, you know, I had someone on my podcast like at least five times in the last week. So it's everybody's talking about, yeah, we just have the extra time to podcast, I guess. <laughs> I have so much time. I mean, this is this now is my third just this week. Yeah. So, so let's just get all of the guest starring in now. Right. I think it's it's the perfect time. It's just I just started uh you know just gotta start reaching out to people. And you know, luckily enough I saw you on our uh kind of our movie collective podcast is that mm-hmm. what it's called and and i said yep yeah, i want to talk to them so yeah <laughs> i just wanted to say that i love the monster squad episode because that's one of my yes. favorite movies of all time so uh i was astounded to listen to you guys talk about it um oh that was that was a hoot that was jack's pick for his uh his kid genre <laughs> um, which of course as we have said this is a kids movie that no kids should watch <laughs> but like like you were saying like it was the 80s we all watched different things back then and uh yeah no that that movie it comes up so often and now i because of your podcast and i was listening to it in the car um my fiance is like what movie are they talking about she has not watched anything like ever so like i'm gonna have to show you this movie it's gonna be on the list of things i show you now so thank you for that of course of course anything we can do to influence the masses for bad choices (laughs) <laughs> so let, let's get into the the secret origin of your podcast so to speak how did the three of you come together to create the real feels podcast oh gosh okay so uh february 14th um 2017 was the first episode and even from there it was a year technically like a year in the making where i I had wanted to, me personally, I had wanted to do podcasting for a while now, like just a long time. I had kind of gotten into listening to different movie review shows, but also like live play um, games of like Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop RPGs growing up and through college. And I was like, this stuff is just fun. I could do this. This should be a lot of fun. This would be easy. Right. (laughs) And, (laughs) And so I had posed the question to my friend Nathan. I was like, all right, let's let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast where we discuss movies. I mean, 
and and Jack had kind of been offered, you know, the option as well because for a while normally on like a Friday night, typically we would all sit around at Jack's, you know, apartment out on his patio and we'd be like sipping drinks, discussing life and usually it would always turn around to the discussion of film or television. And then some form of philosophy that a drunken stupor would ensue. <laughs> and where I was like, we already do this. So why not let's get down to business and actually, you know, Defeat make this happen. And at first, Jack was, you know, kind of hesitant about it. And he's like, no, I don't think so. That's not really what I want to do. So then it just became Nathan and I. And so I took the initiative in um, setting up the you know, the Facebook page and the Twitter page. And I had had a, a logo made by, um, I can't remember his actual last name, but it was a student at a school that I work, that I work for. And he had been suggested to me by another one of my students. And he had said, this kid's really good. Let him do your logo. I told him what I wanted. He did the logo. And I'm like, all right, now we have, we have like an image. We have an image for our, you know, our show. And everything was set up, Twitter, Facebook. And of course, as many people will know, life just gets in the way. Yes. So <laughs> when life getting in the way, when I say like our first episode was Valentine's Day of 2017, almost for like an entire year, it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And just it was just so many different things, um, you know, personal issues uh, with, you know, uh, Nathan's household and life and business and also myself and whatnot, but it just, it didn't come to fruition at that time. But luckily enough, through that time, I was able to get onto social media and start networking and making friends and listening to more podcasts. So that actually gave me a good idea of how to research and listen to shows and go, I like what they do here. I could probably implement this. This wouldn't be so hard to do. And getting little tips and tricks of the trade and also like forming the relationships that it could, you know, be very beneficial to have later on down the line. So even before my podcast even came out, another thing that was like really, really helpful was I went on a show called uh, Popcorn Prattle and Popcorn Prattle is another movie review show hosted by a wonderful man named Marcus and two of his friends which I can't remember their names right now. So that's horrible of me because they were kind of like, hey, let's get your feet wet. Um, and even there, like I was on there discussing uh, <clears throat> movies to come in the in the next year that we were excited for. And I remember I was like, you know what? I think Ready Player One is going to do great. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, was, I was like, this thing should be fantastic. This is like a geek's wet dream. Why would this not go like... Every which way that's possibly great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, and from there, I was just like, cool. Like, my name is out there. I even had to say, like, our show's not up yet, but this is our name. Here's our Twitter. Here's our Facebook page. And it was just, it was just steadily building up the groundwork for it. And then finally, when Nathan and I were able to, you know, get the equipment and have everything good to go, we were like, okay, what do we start off with? And I was like, we got to have something that is nice and strong. We got to have... Something that's going to allow people to go like, I know this movie. This is a classic. It's guilty pleasure, whatever. 
let's start off with Tremors. Hmm. And so with Tremors, we're all like, let's go Valentine's Day. Kevin Bacon's character is named Valentine. There you go. We have our own Valentine for the show. <laughs> <laughs> so we started off with Tremors, and it was it was just a hoot. We were sitting, I mean, it wasn't even anything. It was literally this desk that I'm sitting at in my apartment at the time. Mic, one mic between just Nathan and I, and it was actually closer to me while Nathan sat almost like a foot and a half away, and you can tell he's sitting foot and a half away. <laughs> so we're... Again, steadily, if you go from the beginning up till now, you can tell how much has improved and anything like that. But it was still a hoot and a half, just a lot of fun to get into. And one of the biggest things that we definitely tried to come up with is that that everybody and their mom has a podcast. Yep. Okay. Now, within everybody and their mom, there's just a high percentage, and it's not necessarily a bad thing but it is to the fault of the idea that it is so popular everybody has like a movie podcast oh yeah (laughs) everybody's got a movie podcast and i'm like we need to find a niche we need something that is so different and and it's just gonna you know put us out there and so uh we had actually found a website called suggest me a movie or it might be like suggestmovie.com. it's around those words uh basically it's a website you can go on to and it has different filters that you can apply. And you say, I want a comedy between 1970 and 1995. Generate a movie. And it'll pop up with a movie. So we were thinking, like, oh my gosh, this is kind of fun. So for our first year, what we had done is we had made a list where we each generated four movies based off of the specific genres that were on the website. From there, each of us would pick two of the four that we had chosen, and then between you know us, we would discuss between those four, like, which do we think would be the best option? So from there, we made our list, and then we went from there. And from that, we just basically kind of went around saying, let's just do genres. There is a multitude of genres out there, and so uh, the first year was doing the specific, like, 19 or 20 genres that were just applied to the website. And then we had um, <clears throat> just like other filler episodes. We had like a, uh, a Christmas episode where we didn't even review a movie. We just kind of sat around, swapped stories. And, you know, everything kind of just flowed. In that time, Jack started like listening to the show and, you know, he would hear us talk about the show and then it was kind of funny because, and he should laugh at this. I hope he'll laugh at this. Um, I mean, he kind of even, he did this whole thing. He's all like, I want a podcast too. Like, what the hell are you talking about? We offered you, we offered you this, this position. He's like, well, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be like as, as fun as it sounds. I want a podcast too. So, <laughs> so he came into the fold and he was a guest on our Willow episode and from there, it was just, it It was even more of a click. Because we already had, you know, Nathan and I doing it, and we're very good friends, and we love goofing and just BSing with each other. Adding Jack into it just only made it better. Okay. And so then we came about and had him on again and again. And then finally, we were all like, okay, 
we're just we're just making this a trio now. <laughs> and so from there, yeah, it, it just became the three of us on the show. And then finally, when it came down to season two, I was so excited to try and just kind of like revitalize the idea that we're going to be doing genres and only genres for every single episode. So I came up with this massive list of 90 genres and subgenres where when we say that every single week we're going to bring you a different genre every single time with a different movie chosen by a specific host, we can guarantee it and we don't have to repeat. Wow. And so even from that time recently, like a couple months ago, I added another like 36 so now we have 126 genres jeez and and we're and in like my my math was like all right well if each of us are only choosing this many movies per episode and we have this many patreon episodes and we have the holiday special you know we we could be doing this for another five years and never repeat a genre I mean that's incredible I didn't I never thought to think that it'd be 136 different genres uh yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because, I mean, if you go into it where you have, okay, horror. All right, horror, cool. Laid out there. Easily understandable. But then if you go in more in depth, you're like, okay, so we have supernatural horror, thriller, slasher, paranormal. Yeah. I mean, you can even, you can even go even a little bit more vague and deeper and just go like werewolf, vampire. <laughs> I mean, but even things like those can be funny because, I mean, you can have like, there's the 1980s movie, like My Mom is a Werewolf, where... Clearly like a horror comedy. I'm going to say right um, now, you and I are the only people that remember my mom is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend's a vampire and my stepmom's an alien. Like no one remembers those movies. <laughs> this was a movie that I watched specifically uh, in October uh, because I, I made a personal challenge to have uh, 31 Days of Horror was a challenge that we had done online for the podcasting community, the movie pod uh, community. And I made a vow to myself. I'm like, I'm going to have 31 horror movies that I had never seen before. And so I I did that, and that was part of it. Nice. <laughs> I mean, see, I don't think I remember. I don't, I don't think I've seen that movie since my childhood. But, yeah, I, I can't imagine it was a good rewatch. Well, I mean... It, it was it was fine for you know a first viewing. I found certain parts of it actually really funny. Oh my goodness! Okay, the, the transformation was okay. I, I I found it more kooky where the mom was clearly slowly changing. Like she could see her long nails, she could feel the fangs in her mouth, and she's like in bed going like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't you want any breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just it's just kooky. It's good, you know. I don't know if I'd say it was like family fun per se, but um, it it was innocent enough. It was it was pretty cute. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this, and I'm pretty sure I understand. I know the answer, but listening to your guys' podcast, uh, you were some of the most energetic uh, <laughs> po- movie podcasts that I've ever heard. I mean, I'm not not trying to knock my own, but we you know we get into it. We kind of it's all a lot of same tone and stuff like that but you yourself throwing in a whole bunch of different voices that you've done already in this and the the energy do you guys make it a a conscious choice to do that or is that more just your natural when you talk about movies that's the way you are you know honestly it is kind of our natural way of doing things like i mean me personally i'm a very 
like dramatic and like energetic person. I mean, that's just my extrovert coming out. Uh, and I'm, you know, I like to be loud, <laughs> uh, doing, doing little voices is it, it probably stems from a very young childhood and idolizing Robin Williams. So, I mean, if I got to talk, I'm immediately on stage. Um, it also helps with the fact of like, you know, being a teacher, like I can be in character and I can make things a little bit of interest for my kids. Uh, Jack, Nathan and I, I mean, I don't know why, like even just in typical conversation, we can be discussing something and it'll immediately remind us of a scene from a film. So of course you got to recite the, you know, the movie quote, (laughs) but it's not just reciting the movie quote. It's embodying the character that's reciting the movie quote. And it's, it's, it's just one of those, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny just to sit here and listen to, uh, listen back to some of the episodes, especially when I have to go back and edit them. How many times we repeat certain lines and jokes <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and for some reason, despite maybe unconsciously not necessarily noticing that we do it, it's still funny. And I mean, even as they, whenever they leave, they'll go out my door and they'll head to their cars whenever they come over and record. As they're walking away, you know, I was like, all right, guys, I'll see you later. We'll, you know, pick this up in like two weeks. And, you know, Nathan's walking away with his box and his microphone. He's like, we'll get better. <laughs> and he just, he's walking away. They'll quote something else. And it's uh, it's lively and it's a lot of fun. Nathan is also very, uh, he's loud and energetic. I, I think as a kind, the kindest way I can put it is spastic and it's still like an endearing factor for both of them. It's, I mean, it's, it, it shows in the, in the recording. So it's, it's pretty awesome to listen to. Um, now when you're recording or I guess more when you're watching and during the recording, you guys do call back to a lot of the quotes and certain scenes. Like, are you taking notes while you're watching this movie so that you have reviews or is it more all just mental recall? Like, how is it that you particularly I, go about it? I think it's a little, uh, little column A, a little column B. I personally, uh, I take notes. I take notes when I um, am watching a movie. And it's either um, I have a little booklet or if I can't find my booklet at the moment, I'll you know, just immediately grab on my phone. If it's something that I think is worthwhile, I'll, uh, you know, I might even pause it, write down the note. If I do like a second rewatch and I've gotten my fill of the actual version that I have maybe a DVD copy of, I'll watch a director's commentary and I like getting insight information, background information. All of us try to do a little bit of research on the movies as well. You know, hitting up IMDb or different movie facts websites. Uh, I personally also always love to get the box office figures and go like this costs $50 million. How much did it make? 10. (laughs) And I mean, it's like, it's a flop, but we love it. And yeah, we, we always love recalling the different scenes. It's also kind of important where, uh, we had a, we had a switch up from the beginning of the year or from beginning when we started, uh, I had come up with two different segments with Nathan where one was, uh, cut it out. And that was a segment where if you could take any part of the movie out, just be gone with it cut it out of the film and it wouldn't detract from the story what would it be so that was a segment that we had and another one was you can say that again and that was 
what do we feel? Because there's there's things that we take away from the movie, not only like the the feelings that it gave us, but also when we walk away from a film, and which is evident in our recordings, quotes. Everyone can quote a movie. I don't care which movie it is. You're either gonna you're either gonna find one of the best quotes that you can hear and find in the film, or it's one of the worst. <laughs> and one one that I always love just kind of like giving it as an example, even though it's one of Joss Whedon's favorites, was in X-Men and Halle Berry a Storm going, do you know what happens to a toad or a frog when it gets struck by lightning? Every, the same as everything else. And I'm like, that is awful. My brain is bleeding. <laughs> I mean, they, I, it, is a, it is such a bad part. And the fact that they left it, it in is. after they cut out so much of Toad's, like... Uh, dialogue which uh, which sets up that joke is just horrible right. that they they, right. they left it in but uh, yeah I totally get that like so oh go ahead uh, oh I was gonna say just like from but from those segments they were good for like the first uh, for the first season and then or the first uh, like season and a half almost maybe and then what we what we ended up trying to do is that now for each movie that is specifically chosen by the host, they come up with different the different segments that we do at the end of the episode. And so now instead of actually doing a recall of like, you know, here's this quote that I love, here's the, I mean, that might just come out naturally as we're recording and discussing the film. But we did away with the two original segments. Now we have originally created segments by each host, or if they can't come up with a third or something, you know, Nathan and I will come in and, you know, if Jack asks for help, or we'll just suggest something and see if it works out. Uh, but from there, I think it was a for me personally. I was all like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's change things up." <laughs> this isn't important to me at all. <laughs> we should change the intro. Do you know how long it took to make the intro? Do you know how long it takes to find specific quotes and clips from movies and TVs that say feelings? <laughs> No, let's, <laughs> let's not do that. So, I mean, like I was I was like I was a little bit hesitant and protective of my baby. But, you know, uh, the, the, the switch up for the personal segments was was good. Yeah. I I greatly appreciate that suggestion from them and and having it go forward. That's uh, actually what was my question was going to be was that the, the u- uniqueness of the fact that uh, your your segments, so to speak, or segments like the, <laughs> uh, is is is. <laughs> is changed for every episode for every movie it's it's personalized to that movie so to speak so i guess then since you answered that and like where that came from what has been one of your favorite new segments that has come across uh, on the podcast oh gosh uh i'm trying to think of one that i really really enjoyed and i think it would have to go back to now I got to think of whatever, like, I know it's difficult. Nathan's <laughs> Nathan's like last movie. Of course, now I'm just going to. Yeah, because we have that podcast thing where you, you, you do all that talking while recording and then you immediately forget everything you talked about. <laughs> Every Everything's gone. Everything's just gone in that moment. Uh, I've now dumped uh, all that information. <laughs> oh, I know. OK, so so Nathan's uh, the, the movie that we actually just had since it's still so fresh. Um, uh, he did untouchables for his gangster film and so i absolutely loved his idea of a segment which actually i don't even think it was really it might not have been his 
it might it might have been Jack. So I think it was actually Jack who suggested it. Basically, we said like, who's going to be your untouchables? Except you have to pick characters from previous movies that we have done on the show. So okay. like, who's going to be your who's going to be your Sean Connery? <laughs> who's going to be your Kevin Costner? Who's you know who's the sharpshooter? Who's the you know kind of geeky accountant who is constantly saying like, let's get him for tax evasion. <laughs> um, and we're like, how are we going to do this? Let's get this out of here. Uh, that was a lot of fun because you had to go back through all the different characters that you had, you know, watched on a movie and figure like, who's going to be good to take down Capone? Right. Like who's going to be the street smart guys? Who's going to be the wizened cop? So that was, that was kind of fun. I think any idea where you can make like a dream team, out of really the universe yep. at your fingertips is going to be a hoot. He had a previous one that was also kind of funny where we, when we did, uh, it was his uh, sci-fi comedy and he had chosen flight of the navigator. Oh, okay. And so he said like, who is going to be your team to bust the kid out of the facility? <laughs> and, and so I had said, I forget now, did you have to strict? Did you have to stay within like certain uh, boundaries of like movies that were made that year, or who? No, no. I think I think we just said like anyone. Oh wow! If I remember, if I remember correctly, I kind of I don't want to say like I cheated. I, we needed like the the brains, the hot girl, because someone had to be Sarah Jessica Parker, you know, <laughs> as like as like the sister or as the uh, the the uh, kind of like intern essentially at the facility. Uh-huh. And I said, like, I'm going to have Scott Bakula quantum leap back <laughs> into the body of the female intern. Yes. I love it. So he's going to play both roles. And I mean, it's just it's it's clever enough and fun where you can have goofy conversations. But then also some of the segments, depending on what the film is, I mean, it can be kind of honest and transparent with a lot of things because we do talk about a lot of our lives. Um uh, with uh, with some of these questions, so so then in is there been the a one particular genre that you have come to love more than others now? Like since you're going through all these different genres, like have you noticed that you, uh, I guess sway towards one more than others, or subgenre? I mean, me personally, I absolutely love horror. Okay. Horror, horror, horror has and probably always will be my favorite genre, and I do love the fact that you can have almost anything apply to horror. True. You can take you can take a a completely simple aspect of nature. Okay. <laughs> well, let's add horror to nature. All right. What do you What do you got there? Um, all right, something creepy is living in the woods, and it's it's not going right for anyone. Cool. Netflix came up with the ritual. Yep. <laughs> um, oh man, let's go skiing. What can go wrong? All right, now you have the horror movie uh, Frozen, where the kids are frozen and they're stuck on the uh, ski lift. <laughs> I mean, anything can be applied to it. Horror comedy. You have fantastic movies like. Uh, brain dead and you have reanimator you just have so many things that you can apply to horror in my opinion it, it makes it one of the best i mean even like again going in for like uh tech horror sci-fi horror anything can really be applied yeah so for me horror will always be 
uh, kind of king, which is also like a disappointment when it would come to things like the Academy Awards, right. where horror is very much shined over. If not, maybe it'll get a wink for like get out special effects or makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The- if not, if not for like the one rare occasion of you know best best picture yeah. <laughs> or director. <laughs> Uh, you know what? That's great because I don't get to talk to too many people that are super into the horror genre. Um, and my, myself particularly, I am not into the horror genre all that much, but I do know uh, those movies. So I think that I've come up with this thing that I've noticed where, you know, just like everything else, uh, horror movies run in cycles. So, um, you know, back in the 80s, it was all the slasher stuff like Freddy and Fred and Jason and, and stuff like that. And then uh, I felt like we got into the haunted house aspect with, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, other uh, different uh, you know other times of movies. What would you say we're at now? Because I feel like the psychological horror is the is where we're at with like Get Out and Us and, um, you know. I think I think psychological horror is definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it following. And neither am I. I do. I do get it. I mean, I was all like, so you're running from an STD. Yep. Okay. Um, it stays with you. <laughs> it stays with <laughs> uh, I think psychological horror is definitely one of those things that is a bit more prominent right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think that also with um, like the supernatural ghost and spirits is still also pretty... Uh, prevalent but uh yes the 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 thriller of like the the unknown and people being afraid of people is something that is also going to be a little bit eerie Mm -hmm. and it, it is also it's also very real i think it's kind of the reason why like jaws has stayed one of the most terrifying films for decades because it's probable yeah Absolutely. Like, no, I mean, some people can sit here and say, like, no, ghosts aren't real. Is that a demon? No, it's not real. Or, you know, even the even the concept of, like, the fact of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based on true stories. Right. Um, it's still highly improbable to take place again. But the fact that, like, a shark c- can come out and even eat you out of the ocean totally makes sense. That's why I think that even though they weren't as successful. I mean, you have things like, you know, 47 meters down or the horrible remake or the horrible sequel, yeah. <laughs> the 47 meters down uncaged, um, or the, um, it's not the cove. Maybe it's the cove. The descent? It's the one where, no, 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 not the descent. Oh, the descent is beautiful. <laughs> but was it the sequel? Movie. Like also kind of the sequel. Was yeah. Not so good. It's not so good. But uh, oh, there was the movie with the, uh, I don't know if I would even call it like a horror. I would definitely call it a suspenseful or a thriller film. Um, it's the woman who gets attacked by a shark and she's stuck on the rock. Oh. Uh, uh, I can't think of the name. I, I want to say The Cove, but I'm like, no, that's that horrible movie where the dolphins get slashed. Isn't that the, that's the one with, uh, is that? The Reef? Is it The Reef? Uh, I'm not sure. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there, like even from Jaws and Jaws having so many sequels, you have... A fear. These movies, the, yeah, of things that are actually quite real. Well, I mean, that goes like to the what we're in currently with, uh, you know, the con- contagion being such a scary movie. Like, <laughs> as you could see, you know, it, people can get real terrible. Uh, that's what. Yeah, what, I mean, it, it it does get 
kind of scary and it does get kind of even uh, yeah so many people who will take like a, a a horrid situation a very real life horrible situation and they'll still make kind of like spoof or even you know jokes out of it i mean even from this i have gone back and i've kind of semi comforted myself with comedic films about contagion so i've watched things like uh cooties yeah oh, cooties is good <laughs> um <laughs> cooties uh, you even have um, like mom and dad. Oh, that was is, is really so funny. weird. Um, it's <laughs> I it's one uh, mom and dad was great because mom and dad is one of those films where you get Nick Cage at his cagey. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean it's I, I I think it might surpass Wicker Man, but I mean he's not <laughs> he's not bear punching a woman in the face, so it's. <laughs> He's not going all Bangkok dangerous. And- oh, man. Yeah, no. I mean, he's got a lot of those, like, straight-to-VOD movies coming out now. But I, I, I think he has a lot of money that he either has to owe someone or something. Because when you do that many movies, <laughs> I mean, you either don't care or you're sitting here going, I gotta beat Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> in some type of film debut Goal. Well, from what I understand is he's got like castles over in the UK that he has to pay taxes on. <laughs> so, not not castle castles. Castles, yeah. <laughs> that's Nick Cage, and that sounds completely like on you know brand for him. Like if someone were to tell me that, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That that yep. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so then. What do you think is going to be the next cycle of horror movies that we'll see? Do you think that this current the current state that the world is in with the with COVID nineteen and you know disease outbreak that will be we'll see a new crop of disease movies pop up? I I wouldn't doubt it. I would not. Uh, I wouldn't put it past you know the industry. Yeah. I I think it's if they can exploit the fear, and which is typically gonna be the go-to for horror anyways Mm -hmm. whether it be you know beyond beyond the realms of you know what what is reality yeah i think exploiting the fear of things would definitely uh, allow for a profitable outcome so i definitely think that uh exposure virus type films uh could do very well uh we've already seen different trailers for uh yet again like more spiritual or like paranormal i should say uh horror movies coming out i mean we had there's another i mean what was it it was another uh sequel to another uh, franchise that's already not insidious was it another insidious conjuring yes it was another thank you it was another conjuring film coming the devil made me do it that was it okay yeah yeah Yeah. so we have so we have another conjuring film coming out which is all within that same universe yep so everything, like even from the Conjuring universe, you have uh, the, more, the more recent uh, uh, La Llorona, mm-hmm. which which again was also was also pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't yeah, I didn't I, check I, that one out. I, I I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, if you can if you can find it for free or wait till I think it might actually be free on like HBO now, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, it might be. <laughs> I, think it, I think certain films. Especially horror, where they're gonna have to rely come out too you. much on jump scares. Like I just, I just recently, like two nights ago, uh, watched the new Grudge, and though a very different continuation of the actual original story, like it does try to connect it. 
I don't know. The, 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 the writing seemed a little weak. And it definitely relied far too much on jump scares. Oh, you know, rather than rather than like the practicality of like, let's make this genuinely creepy. Oh, yeah, that's I, I hate that when the, it, they rely so much on on jump scares. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong; like a few of them got me. Like I sat in my <laughs> I sat in my living room watching. And it's just what will happen. Like shit. Okay, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> So what is what would be your favorite uh, horror movie then? And it, and it's a, it's a very it's a very different way of going about it to say this is my favorite and this is actually like quality. <laughs> no, no, yeah, quality um, and favorite do not have to be the same. I do understand. not have to be the same thing at all. My my favorite horror franchise is the Puppet Master. Oh my uh, goodness, series! <laughs> I I love the Puppet Master franchise. Some of it is some hot garbage. <laughs> like Puppet Master but, versus Demonic Toys kind of thing? Oh, oh, my God. That's so bad. I feel like I would have to be high <laughs> in order to even enjoy it. And and even, like, the Demonic Toy like line even has, like, Demonic Toys versus Evil Bomb. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why are these things? What fever dream were they thought up in? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember just watching Puppet Master as a kid and I really, really enjoyed it. And it is kind of a sad thing where as the franchise continues, it doesn't necessarily get better. And that's, that's a, it's a damn shame that that is. And it's kind of the same way with Hellraiser. I mean, as soon as, uh, the main actor who portrays Pinhead was no longer going to be Hell or like Pinhead himself in the film, and they got someone new. You should have just just cut your losses <laughs> at that point. Just cut your losses because everyone who saw it was like, "What is this? This isn't right." <laughs> who are you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is this is not right. That's funny that you bring up Pinhead because I would say, I mean, like I said, I don't. I'm not a big horror person, but my favorite would probably be Cabin in the Woods, and it has that version of Pinhead. Yeah, it does have, you know, kind of that, you know, etched in your skin kind of thing. I I think Cabin in the Woods might be one of the best horror films that I have seen. I, I think it might actually be. It, it's definitely in my top 10 of the of the last. Uh, when was it made? Ooh, that's made? ooh, that's a good question. That might have been I was gonna, I was, a, over a decade it, ago. It might have been over the. I think it's definitely in the top. Uh, because I can now tie. <laughs> okay, it's 2011, so I can I can still say. Oh, there you so go. It is it is definitely in my top ten of the of the last decade. There you go. It, it's it's a brilliant film. I love the fact when you can have movies poke fun at them. Yes, when you can take the tropes of that genre and turn them on inside their head. You know, it it just shows how much how much you're paying attention. Like I love that. Yes. <laughs> And when they're down in the basement and they're going through all the whatnots and you're looking at everything, you're like, oh, no, don't touch that. Not that one. Don't read it. Don't read. No, no, stop. No, you quit licking that. I mean, it's just it's the fun. It's 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 the fun in just looking around and noticing all the Easter eggs sitting around it. And it's the practicality of using the mindset of the viewer as the people who are the actors when they when they do the spray inside the cabin and they're all like okay we need to like stick together guys let's go do this shh you know i think we should split up and you have <laughs> my favorite character of the pot and he's like 
Really? <laughs> Why? Why is that smart? I mean, it's the it's one of the best moments in the entire movie. And it's just it's just a lot of fun. It takes I think it takes the real fear out of the actual like horror films. And you can actually also see the fact that the industry behind works on it. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see that it's it's a process that goes into it. There has to be reason for things to work out the way they do because you know that you have the new security guard or the one uh the new lady who works there and she's like why don't you just send in the zombies to kill him he's like no 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 that'll that'll be over too quick you got <laughs> to stretch this out a little i mean and, and, and it's funny that way because if you don't if you think about it like it makes sense what they're trying to explain for it i mean it's just it's one of those movies that should be definitely taught in film school yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's, it's, when it's a brilliant film. When the you know when the what? Uh, oh man, I am losing the actor's name. But Bradley Whitford and uh, Richard. Either way, the the other the other two the they they're talking about like oh no the 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 guy at the gas station is warning them. They it's their decision to go. It's like yeah, there is that guy in those horror movies all the time. And it's like yeah. and then they're talking about oh well the people watching are watching and you know they're talking about us but they're also talking about these elder gods or whatever and stuff like that so it has to be drug right. out so yeah. right and the elder gods like it is referring to the audience at home uh-huh. like they're watching and they are judging the movie as it goes <laughs> i i do love the character that like you know gives them subtle hints and warnings it's like every you always have one in like a stephen king movie that sits there and goes like you're going way up there right eh? yeah why why <laughs> no one's been up there since since the dawson family died what <laughs> nobody's lived there for the past five years <laughs> uh so what is it that you've come to find out through podcasting about uh your taste in movies <laughs> me personally I have a very wide taste for film I can and and I actually get a lot of uh, I get a lot of crap jokingly and, and heartfelt but consistent um, <laughs> from my from my co-host for certain things that I watch as Jack has uh, delightfully put it he said like your your taste in film is like those who like candy corn. <laughs> so, <laughs> and because I also have this kind of mentality where I can watch any movie and I can try to take away something good from it, uh, regardless of how bad the film is. I can see that the cinematography is done well, but the acting is horrible. Maybe the sound quality is top notch, but man, that writing is just awful. Um I I enjoy things that I enjoy and I you can I I often like kind of dub them as like guilty pleasures but if it's a guilty pleasure it's kind of one of those things that people try to like hide in the back of the closet and they only bring it out when they are sure that everyone is like you know within at least a 50 mile distance <laughs> from their home things that like I enjoy it's it's almost like stupid comedies and things that uh probably maybe have surpassed their time. I also have a very nostalgic feel for what I love to watch. Um, I absolutely adore like the naked gun films. <laughs> um, the other day I had, I had just gotten an inkling and I was like, I really want to watch high school high. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> See, I mean, and it's and it's like comedy like that where you don't have the same style of writing that you used to that would come out of like the late eighties and the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Things like those, uh, they make me very uh, comfortable. Mm-hmm. I enjoy laughing at like stupid things, and often with that come stupid movies. Yeah, no, I I completely understand that altogether. Yeah, so there's there's not really like a, I don't know, I I don't think there's really like a bar that I would set myself where this is where the standard of film that I have to and will only watch. Um, the, nothing has been set. Okay. Uh, before starting up the podcast, which you talked about a little bit already, did you have any type of background in movie criticism or taking classes in film theory or anything like that? I mean, aside from the hours that I had put into my couch, <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say any, nothing of like an expertise or anything like that. I mean, I've always been into television and film and cartoons, and I loved looking up in history of things and noting which actors are in what. I, I, mean, I mean, maybe my most notable, I guess, accolade that could be put to a test is uh i did work a year at blockbuster so i guess that could be <laughs> hey i worked five years at blockbuster so there you go <laughs> i no one else wanted to be like the entertainment specialist put on that vest and go out into the floor so they're all like drew go get it and i was like i'm on it on it <laughs> so i i would just walk up around and they're like you looking for a movie hey follow me <laughs> i'll show you where the good stuff is <laughs> i'll show you where this is and i would always recommend like random things that uh, weren't really like that popular with the masses, but I found to be like really, really funny. I remember one movie I was always trying to like get people to rent was one with Maggie Smith and Rowan Atkinson called Keeping Mum. Okay. I don't think I've Uh, heard of that one. So Rowan Atkinson is a, uh, he's the, you know, uh, the priest of a very small village and his mother is forced to come live with them because, you know, she can't stay at home anymore or it's like doctor's orders, whatever. Um, so randomly, like, people start dying in the village and it's just this great comedic mystery of <laughs> not only having, like, a really small, like, you know, innocent-looking English village, kind of like in Hot Fuzz, uh-huh. and just things start going awry. And they're thinking, like, well, what, what do we do? What? This has not been happening. This is kind of crazy. And... Of course, it's uh, it's British, so it's just British humor, which <laughs> can either be dry or hilarious, yeah. and sometimes a nice mix. <laughs> okay, so in either the podcast or your personal life, what is the worst movie that you've watched recently? Oh, God, or recently. what's the most recent bad movie you've watched, I guess is another way of putting that. Let's let's look. I, I log all my films, so I'll have to... Do you letterboxed? I do letterbox. <laughs> I do letterboxed. Uh, most recent film that I rated pretty low. Uh, Truth or Dare. <laughs> oh, was that bad? I didn't even check it out, but it looked bad. Yeah, you you don't you don't. Have it. <laughs> Truth or Dare was pretty bad, and then I also watched uh, Countdown. Was oh. was was not that good. It was just. <laughs> Bad. What about Fantasy and Island? Did you watch Fantasy Island? I did not watch Fantasy Island. Um, I was also very disappointed, and I had I had high hopes for it too, because I loved the lead actor, and I was really loving the fact that um, 
Helen Hunt was getting work again in uh, Night Clerk. Night Clerk was very disappointing. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Uh, then outside of movies, you said you like TV shows, but what's the what's what's something that you're you're watching right now? What's what is it that you 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 fill your your free time with? Uh, so upon getting Hulu, I was very excited with the fact that I saw that uh, CSI was on there. <laughs> and so I start, I was all like, hey, let's fill the time while I can maybe like, you know, have some downtime or maybe sit down and not really have to pay that much attention and do some grading and stuff. So I started making my way through CSI Las Vegas. Wow. And uh, I know, and that's a, that's a chunk. That was a chunk. So I started that months ago. Um, so CSI Las Vegas, I'll, I'll watch a couple of episodes here and here. And so there. have you made it to Ted Danson yet? Did you make it all no. the way through? Okay. No, not, not yet. Not yet. I know that, um, uh, wh- man, I don't want to, I hate, I hate when people spoil things, but, um, a certain, a particular character, uh, died. And so now I have, I'm at the point where this person's replacement has been. Oh, uh, okay. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm right about there, uh, which I think might be, might be season nine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, just this week I, I sat down and, I, I don't feel it was a mistake, but I know it was a huge chunk of my time. I did binge watch all of Tiger King. Oh, <laughs> and that is that was a trip. <laughs> I mean, uh, just I mean, as we were recording this, this is the week that this came out. Uh, Tiger King came out. Uh, so just so when this actually airs and people were like, oh, that was so long ago. This was the time when Tiger King came out. Oh. So everybody was talking about it. Uh, how did you feel after that limited series? Do you, do you need more? Like everybody's just saying, do I need more? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I need more. I need more. I need more because, and you know, you're right. By the or uh, as you're saying, like by the time this comes out, why did I freeze right? Now? <laughs> That's a weird position. That's not flattering at all. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, what is it? it's weird. It's frozen on this end too. I don't know if I'm also oh, frozen. What is it? You. No, you're not frozen right now. <laughs> Why is it trying to recap? What? What? What are you doing? Discord. All right. Either way. Um, at the very end, and this is just a warning for anyone. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. When they say, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm sure they're going to come for me. I'm sure, <laughs> like, I'm probably going to get mine in the end. Yeah, I want to see what happens to, like, you know, the the f- first, second, and third informant. <laughs> because clearly, if they cannot connect him to what happened to Joe, uh, it should be... There should be a multitude of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even while recording, it's like, is that a lemur? Yeah. Is that illegal? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I looked at that guy, all I kept seeing in his face was like... Pee-wee, give me that bike. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good throwback right there. I, I like that. <laughs> uh, so outside, then outside of that, outside of TV, what is the thing that you love to geek out about? And it doesn't need to be anything that's, you know, stereotypical uh, geeky, so to speak. If you are into... Oh, don't worry. It is. It okay. Is. It's, it's very stereotypical. It's very geeky. I absolutely love Dungeons and Dragons and different tabletop role playing games. Awesome. So I've been I've I've personally been playing D&D for uh over 20 years and 
from actually playing it and running it as a DM. I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's fun and it's inviting with different friends. And if everyone actually like spends the, their own personal amount, like, okay, cool. You bought some dice and you bought, you bought the three core rule books. Mm-hmm. You never technically have to spend any money ever again. And it works so much on a more personal level than sitting on a computer and playing like an MMORPG. I mean, not to knock things like WoW or anything like that, but it, it's it's so much more engaging, mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot more it's a lot more fun. And I mean, anything that even just beyond uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I I still love things of like other natures for role playing games. It's it's just a hoot, and it's it's uh, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and even with doing real feels, I have a second podcast where I DM a uh, a fifth edition uh, actual role play podcast where I run a game for myself or I run a game for a couple of my friends running D anD D. What's that podcast called? Uh, so that's called Crit Stormcast. Crit Stormcast, awesome. Okay, so do you now for 20 plus years which it's same for me uh do you prefer dming or do you for prefer playing or don't care i don't necessarily care i i enjoy dming because i love i love like storytelling and i love the ideas that um i can put into different actual modules and stuff when i play um you know what? I should probably make that a little more clear. I enjoy DMing when I have the time to prep properly. That's fair. <laughs> I think that is. I think that's the most accurate way to put that. Uh, I really enjoy playing, though. I, it's it's a lot of fun, and it's it's especially for me a little bit more rare. So when I get to do it, uh, it's it, yeah, it's a it's a gem. <laughs> so then, when you get to play, uh, what's your pref- do you have a preferred character class? So if I if I get to play, I genuinely like to play either clerics or rogues. Ooh, okay. Um, if I have a choice where if I'm going to be playing a particular rogue for myself, I don't like to play the sneaky, greedy rogue. I like to play this kind of like uh, archetype that I kind of made myself where I call him my, my rogue scholar. And so he... <laughs> He steals knowledge. So if he's going to go anywhere, he's going to steal tomes, books, scrolls, maybe artifacts that he can wear that can boost his intellect. I in, in like the skill category, I boost up like knowledge trees uh, for them to play, be playing on. So he's so he's like an intelligent rogue, um, but he's also at times terribly daft when it comes to the idea of how to fight. Technically, <laughs> I kind of treat him like Niles from Frasier. Okay, <laughs> and so. <laughs> So he's kind of like a bumbling idiot, but he's a, he's a brilliant bumbling idiot. Uh, that for me is just fun. That's that's you know good you know hearty role playing for me. If it comes to a cleric, uh, it's clearly Healbot. Oh yeah, uh, no one no one's gonna die on my on my watch. And if I need to walk up and hit you in the face with my mace, I will. <laughs> and I think because clerics, relatively in D anD D are underrated and i think they're also like misunderstood because if you have like an entire team full of clerics you may be unstoppable okay like in game in game spells it's like oh cool banishment <laughs> dismissal 
did that guy die? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like having a full team of paladins, except with paladins, you have you have guidelines yeah. that they need to follow. Clerics. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the longest game you've you've played? Not in like one session, but like continuing story. Right. Right. Uh, continuing. Like me playing personally or me DM? Either or. I, I either or. Uh, the longest game that I played in was a little over a year. And then for me DMing, I had a group of kids uh, of my students that we played for three years Ooh, wow. until they graduated. That's incredible. So we started, we started when they were sophomores and we would play once a week. And uh, we played for three years. <laughs> and you, since they're in school, you know that you're going to get them every week as opposed to you. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, sometimes like they wouldn't even be in school, but then they would show up for the game. I'm like, this isn't going to work. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not cool. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, so, okay. So, so wrapping up, um, back to the podcast, what is your your hope your your want for going forward with the podcast so to speak if 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 you have that like is there a is there a a goal that you want to hit you know i think the goal is merely to bring people fun and honest reflections of the films that we're going to be having i think it would also be really fantastic to get some really cool like special guest stars, like come onto the podcast for whatever, five minutes for an hour, who cares? Uh, and to maybe even discuss like the films that they were in films that they were directing. Um, inevitably I would also like to get normal guests <laughs> <laughs> onto the podcast as well, where we've been, uh, you know, trying to work that out. Uh, sometimes scheduling can be an issue. Oh yeah. Uh, as, as everyone will know, but the only thing, like I said, like I, I really just want to bring people good, honest, and fun, you know, sit downs and talks about film. I want people to come and listen to the show and feel like we're sitting around, we're having a drink with a couple of our friends, and we're just discussing movies and good times. That's really all I really hope for it. That's, I mean, it's a it's a great show. So I I, I hope all the the best to you guys to get get more of an audience now. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give out that social media so that people can find you if uh, they're looking for you? Yeah. So if you guys look for us up on Facebook, just look for the Real Phil's podcast. That's R E E L because everyone likes wordplay. <laughs> and if you look for us up on Twitter, it's at Real Phil's Pod. You can also look for us up on Instagram. Uh, you won't find much, but I promise to upkeep it. That's a that's a very loose promise, but I will try. <laughs> You can also send us an email at realfieldspodcast at gmail.com. We are on pretty much any podcatcher out there. If you find us, search, you know, Real Fields Podcast. Every other Wednesday, we bring you a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. Perfect. Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. But this has been Hey Mitch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. <laughs>